This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here we go. It's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. And here's Zach Wolchuk with some more Cowboys content. Thank you very much, General. If you've missed anything that has broken over the course of today, tons of storylines from the Cowboys at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, the first of which, well, they've got a new offensive line coach. It's Mike Solari. He is going to come in and man that O-line, and, well, he's got a lot of history, not only with Mike McCarthy. He's had some crossover with Brian Schottenheimer, with Dan Quinn as well. He's had two different stints with Seattle, but I think one of the most fun nuggets here is that he had a two-year run with the Cowboys under Tom Landry from 87 to 88. So you got a coach now who dates back all the way to the Landry days. But I think probably the thing to know about Solari is he's able to be multiple with this offensive line. If you want a zone scheme, if that's what Mike McCarthy wants to do here, and the Jones family did say he will be calling the plays, uh, he can do that for you, but he can also do more of a power run blocking scheme as well, and he did that to perfection under Jim Harbaugh when the 49ers were really good in the early 2010s, orchestrating a line of guys like Alex Boone, Mikey Upati, Joe Staley, and they helped pave the way for Frank Gore, and, and have a lot of success for those units. So it'll be fun to see what he can do coming in here and working with guys like Zach Martin and the veterans, along with some of the younger guys like Tyler Smith. So excited to find out uh, how this offensive line looks. But to that point, we also did find out the Jones family expects Mike McCarthy to be calling the plays. So that'll be interesting as yeah. well. Uh, anything else stand out to you guys from the news that we found out before we get to some awards? Yeah, I think the connections you uh – picked out were really really good uh nate newton sent me a text message and said he really really likes mike solari he is as a you know as if you're talking about a guy that played and all that kind of stuff knows the guy everything about him so uh you know good for to kind of get that i'm going to dig into some more about him with some guys around the league but i i did get encouraged by nate giving me a a big thumbs up text on that one awesome you know uh woolchuck um uh, chill joined us an hour ago in I didn't see it in the Twitter activity or anything. Maybe I just missed it, but he communicated that the Joneses aren't scared to go after players, and maybe because of what's happened in the NFC over the last three or four years, they'll be more up for it. And they pointed at Odell Beckham and and maybe wanting to add the big Brandon Cooks contract as a sign that they're more willing to do it than they've been. And that would be the most important thing that could develop. I think they have to be. You look at the last three representatives out of the NFC, they were all super aggressive in the offseason. Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Eagles. Clearly, you have to be, if you want to be able to get over the hump, even if you think you're a team that's close, or if you're a team that wasn't. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people thought the Eagles were close, but the moves that they made were able to elevate them to the top 
of the conference. So I think if you're the Joneses, you've got to think, hey, we've got a decent roster. We beat the Eagles once in the regular season. Granted, it was with a backup quarterback. We were within a possession of beating the San Francisco 49ers. We're close in the NFC. We got to be aggressive this offseason if we want to go ahead and make it to the Super Bowl. All right, let's do uh, as we put the Cowboys season in our rearview mirror. Let's do some postseason awards, shall we, gentlemen, before we get into some offseason questions. Cowboys MVP award. Who are we giving this one to? I think it is pretty obvious who should get the MVP, but I do want to ask you fellas as well. Who do you think should get the Cowboys MVP? Can be anybody. Offensive player, defensive player. Heck, if you want to give it to uh, a long snapper, Brian Broaddus, you could do so. No, I won't give it to this long snapper because there were some issues on the uh, some of the operations that they had that cost them some uh, cost them a point or two. Um, I think it's very easy to give it to Micah Parsons just because of the type of season that he's had. I think at the end he had to battle really, really hard to to get some of his rushes. Teams were just kind of figuring things out and. You know they were putting resources towards him. I think the, I think the I think the the what I would probably pick then is would be Ceedee Lamb, and I would say that just because I think you finally he put to bed the questions about him being a number one overall receiver or number one receiver for your team. So I would probably go the direction of Ceedee Lamb on this one. Yeah, I was trying to think of alternates. It's obviously Micah Parsons. He's the MVP of the team. I would also throw, you know, my uh, an idea out there. Most important position in all of sport. Guy had an uh, 800 uh, winning percentage there. Cooper Rush. <laughs> oh, hey, he did keep the season afloat, Gavin. So I don't think that that's a terrible nomination either. Uh, MVP will indeed go to Micah Parsons. He's not only a contender for Defensive Player of the Year, it's it's pretty widely thought that he's going to be the runner-up to Nick Bosa, but the guy's the best player on the team, and he should be your MVP for this year. Offensive Player of the Year award. We've got a vote for C.D. Lamb already for MVP. Would yeah. he also be the Offensive Player of the Year then? Kind of feel like that's the direction that you would want to go there. I think Tony Pollard played really, really well for you yeah. uh, down the stretch. If you want a really a dark horse guy, you know, and I don't know what other categories you have here. But I'll tell you. We got Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, most improved, okay. and then coach of the year. Okay, the rookie of the year then is going to be Tyler Smith. Then okay, right. because I was going to mention him for the MVP because unless you want to go bland. Well, yeah, that that could very well be the thing about the thing. I would I would say it's it's Pollard, and the, you know, and they it's it's a shame that they figured out in year four of his Dallas Cowboys career of all the things that he can do. You know, I, I wish this was something from the jump that when we were all watching him play at Memphis and they said, hey, throw him the ball, do this with him, hand him the ball. You know, I think he I think he put a lot of things to rest by the way he played this year. So I would I would I would go with him. Uh, you know, I know C D and, and stuff like that, but man, Pollard had an had an incredible year. He really did. A lot of good choices there. You know, C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard, I could see giving it to them as a tie. I could see giving it to Dak, you know, even though he had the the interceptions you know, he just plays quarterback at a pretty dang high level on a down-in, down-out basis, and I don't think it'd be a huge mistake to give it to Dak Prescott because of how he led the offense in uh, the 12 games that he played. Um, you know, I, I guess if you wanted to be cute, we got to look at Terrence Steele because look at how the run game fell off without him. Good sure. Point. So Good point. I just want to throw him Absolutely. out there as like an honorable mention. Good point. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, Tony Pollard does get the award. I do think C.D. Lamb, though, for all the reasons that you mentioned for MVP, Brian, mm-hmm. certainly uh, could also get this thing. But nearly 1,400 scrimmage yards for Tony Pollard. He he didn't even have the full workload because he had a nearly 50-50 split with Zeke. But he was electric, and he was a difference maker, and you could tell how much of a loss it was in that playoff game when he went down. All right, Rookie of the Year, uh, Tyler Smith, Certainly, I think it really comes down to him or Deron Bland. And I'll tell you, I'd throw this out. If we have Micah Parsons as MVP, I wouldn't be objective to to giving Deron Bland even Defensive Player of the Year if you gave Tyron Smith Rookie of the Year with how darn important Deron Bland became at the end of the season considering you didn't have another corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. I think a couple of those rookies really stepped up and – you know, there was so much there was so much really worry going into the Tampa game, the first Tampa game to start the season. Here's Tyler Smith and he's he's battling McGovern for the left guard and you're you're thinking, are they gonna start McGovern? And then all of a sudden Tyron Smith gets hurt and you're like, No, nah, we're gonna kick Tyler Smith out. He's done it and they're telling us, Oh, he's done it before, he's done it, you know, this, that, and the other and you're like, But wait a minute, you you played him at you played him at left guard the whole time. You never, we didn't see any reps. OTAs, mini camps, yeah, there was some going back and forth. But during training camp, I didn't remember one rep that he got at left tackle. I'm And so for him to come out and play the way he did, but your point about Bland, I mean, it, it was like, there was, there was like a lot of that. For him to get those interceptions, to be in the places that he was, to make tackles, to be physical like he was, to cover as well as he did, you know, it makes you, it makes you, it made you forget having Kelvin Joseph on this team because if you didn't have, I mean, that that's, it got down to, they played Kelvin Joseph and he wasn't good enough, you know, and then Bland steps in and you're like, okay, maybe this, maybe this thing will be all right. If you play Diggs on one side, Bland on the other, if you draft another one, maybe you get a little bit better there as well. Yeah, you know, I'm real real happy with what Deron Bland did, but I, I think there's a number of defensive players that are more important than him. And, and then, uh, you know, but I, I appreciate the exercise in trying to look for different options. It's, you know, it's cl- clearly Tyler Smith who improved every week he was here throughout the season. And, and by the time he was done, he was playing multiple uh, positions at a, at a really high level as the playoffs approached. Yeah, uh, so I, we go Tyler Smith with Rookie of the Year there and then most improved player this one's interesting I I went with Tyler Biotish for the most part the entire season on our show I thought week to week I thought Tyler Biotish got better I thought this was his best season by a mile and maybe he takes another step with a new offensive line coach but there is another player that's being mentioned here and I wonder what you guys think as well did they mention McGovern is that what they're going to say it's Israel McQuamu McQuamu I, I I still think it's I still think it's the center Biotish. I mean there was uh, there were a lot of it got to the point last year during the draft we were working on it and we were talking about drafting the Iowa center. You know yeah. when you got down to twenty six twenty seven wherever they picked down there and we're like oh they got to take this Iowa center boy that'll upgrade this da 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 we're talking all that and they passed and so it was like okay well let's see what they got in Biotish then but he he did he got better he went from being I felt like. Uh, maybe a liability when it came to uh, awareness or adjustments to being a guy that you could absolutely count on him playing uh, very well for you game in and game out. He's in the dang Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. He is in the dang Pro Bowl, isn't he? Uh, and then finally, Coach of the Year. 
and Dan Quinn gets the vote here. Hard to hard to go with anybody outside of Dan Quinn, but maybe there's a position group that really stood out to you as, hey, uh, this guy deserves some love. But otherwise, I, I do think Dan Quinn might be a runaway for Coach of the Year. From I the mean, Cowboys. what's not to love? He, he checks all the boxes, and the players love playing for him. He's a problem solver. He'll take you as a player and put you in the best position to succeed instead of taking you and trying to fit him in a, in a preconceived box for what he wants the ideal p- player at that position to look like. He, he's just an absolute stud through and through, and the Cowboys Boys are lucky to have him. I think he's the best assistant coach for any team in the game. Yeah, I think that Aiden Derdy would be the guy for me, the defensive line mm, coach. I like that name. This team, this team got they were they got gashed. They were they were really good rushing the passer. They got gashed early in the running game. There were a lot of questions about how well they were going to play the run. Could they play better? I think the defensive line got better. I, and now Vanderesh helps at the linebacker. Uh, you know, uh, Wilson and Curse help at the safety position. But this defensive line, once they added Hankins and all that, they kind of shored some things up. I felt like that they got better as a group. So I'm going to give the defensive line coach a lot of credit for – and I know that Dan helps teach the defensive line, but Aiden Dirt, he did a great job of, like, like I say, as a pass rusher and as a, as a run defender, that group. What they did in that San Francisco game was super impressive. You had to do a great job to not get fired this year. Yeah, and that's the truth. Now, I I do want to fit in one Cowboy question here for you. Now, uh, some of these we've gotten answered. Some of these we've we've talked about, you know, with Zeke moving forward and Tyron Smith as well. And now we know, you know, Mike McCarthy's going to be calling the plays and the Cowboys kind of answered the DAC future as well today. But this one's interesting. And I think that we're kind of moving forward already with this scenario happening. So let's get a jump on the conversation. But Trayvon Diggs. Forcing a contract extension this summer. What's your play? You call his bluff? Do you try and let's see how the season plays out? If he holds out, fine, hold out. Or do you go ahead and get that thing done? Uh, Does he want to force my hand and make the most money of any cornerback? If you're going to force my hand, then you got to be giving something too. Um, So we'll see, you know, if, if he wants to do. Uh, a deal that the team would be excited about doing early. Otherwise, I'm happy to let him, you know, uh, play it out and, and franchise tag him next year if if necessary. I'm not quite as 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 convinced as you know maybe a Bobby Belt is per se. Yeah, I I, I kind of feel like if you gave me a choice between one or the other, I am going to try and get Lamb done. I know he's got the fifth year option and all that, but maybe that you know Todd Archer said something the other day that is. Absolutely right. Todd says a lot of really good things when he's talking about this team. They've got to stagger these contracts. They yeah. can't keep having them come up at the same time every year. You know, they, they, they've got to figure out, okay, this guy's up, that guy's up, and let's negotiate that way. So I, I, I think that's one of the – I think, that you know, you want a nugget that we need, the Cowboys need to go forward with, that's it. To me, I would do Lamb before I would do Diggs. Mm, I like that. I like that option. And to me, it, it just depends on how much Diggs is wanting. If you get with the agent and they're trying to be paid the highest corner in football, I'm with you, Gavin. I'm down to wait and see how this thing plays out. Otherwise, to me, I think Trayvon Diggs has shown you enough. I'd keep him around. Uh, but I do. if it is one or the other, I think you lock up C.D. Lamb. 
you're already questioning, hey, what do you have at receiver? That dude is is right now he's he's hitting his ceiling. He's his arrow is pointing up. Whereas Diggs, there is frustration amongst the fan base because of the tackling, but bottom line is the dude's a hell of a corner. Yeah, yeah, he is a good corner. Appreciate you, Wolchuk. Uh when we return, it is time now for the Expressway. You'll have 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content here. Bobby Belt at 5.30 reacting to no less than six big headlines out of the Senior Bowl today around what Jerry and Steven had to say. Then L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander's coming up at 5.40 here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back in. It's time now for the Expressway 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content. There's a couple of really interesting things uh, for the Cowboys that are just popping up in the media at this hour that we can pass along to you. Uh, John Mishota tweeting a quote from Kellen Moore, who's meeting with the media for the first time since becoming Chargers OC and talking about it. He said, I love Dallas. I was fortunate to have been in one spot for eight years Uh, Three years as a player, five as a coach. I love everything about that place. It's certainly a very special place to me. As we went through the process, just felt like sometimes change can be really good for all of us. And I felt like I was kind of in that space. It works for both sides. I think it's an awesome opportunity for Dallas and an awesome opportunity for me. I'm certainly really, really excited for how this thing all played out. Okay, and then... Uh, Clarence, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Clarence Hill, Calvin Watkins Morning News just posted a story here on um, the different look of the offense. And this is, to me, even more interesting um, as 
I think I'm going to be able to give you some sentences here that further define what's going to be different with Mike McCarthy calling plays, which is something that Jerry Jones confirmed earlier today. He absolutely will be calling plays. And um, Kevin Watkins wrote he'll implement some versions of the West Coast offense he used in Green Bay. We knew that already. You'll see more ball control, confirming that, something McCarthy stressed in his three seasons in watching more run the show. McCarthy said he wanted at least 30 running plays a game as a good balance with the pass. At times, more missed that mark. You will also see more short passes, such as quick slants that can use CeeDee Lamb as a player to make defenders miss in space. It also means Gallup will run fewer vertical routes, which put him out of the offense during the last two seasons. McCarthy already has told Gallup he'll be more involved in 23. The West Coast offense will need the tight end, and the Cowboys uh, will employ Peyton Hendershot and uh, Jake Ferguson. The ability to throw to running backs out of the backfield will be stressed. Uh, Tony Pollard, if he comes back, will be a uh, a vital target. And he writes that they're not abandoning everything that Moore's offense brought because you can't just erase all of that. But they're definitely going in a direction uh, sounds like more West Coast principles uh, to me, Brian. No, that's absolutely right. So then now you have to bring in guys that are familiar with that. And, you know, you'll see, like I said, I think Brian Schottenheimer is going to get some type of role on this staff. He's going to help. Mike Solari has some principles that he understands, uh, some West Coast stuff as well. He's going to get as many guys in here as he can to help him implement the offense and teach the offense. Is it a big change for the offensive line? uh, For the offensive line, no. It shouldn't be. I mean, the, the quicker passing game and the more running should actually help the offensive line too. You know, Michael Gallup, the last time Dak was healthy and before, I guess, you know, Kellen really changed his role to be more downfield the last two years, he had 1,100 yards, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully they could, you know, reestablish Gallup as, you know, a threat for 80, 85 catches in 1,100 yards, something like that. You know, I know you're a big fan of of getting that ball down the field, Wolchuk, so how do you feel when you hear that stuff? I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I do think there's also, you know, clearly a benefit to just get the ball in your playmaker's hands and let them go to work. And and I think if you are an offensive line that might have some questions, and we'll see what the Cowboys' offensive line looks like next year, but it's certainly not the line that it was when we talked about having the best unit in all of football for a long time. So anytime you're getting the ball out quickly, uh, it's going to limit – the pass rush for the opposing team. I don't think that these are bad things. So, and, and the weaponry, right? I mean, we the Cowboys need more help on the outside. So, with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, you're going to need Michael Gallup to bounce back. You know, we'll see what happens with the draft. Certainly, that's probably where they're looking. If they sign Odell Beckham Jr., which they talked about today, they're going to revisit that. But you're going to need Michael Gallup. You've paid him. He's on your roster. He had that extra cleanup surgery that Clarence Hill talked about today. But you need him to to get back to where he was, to your point there, Gavin. But I don't have an issue with uh, going to see what Mike McCarthy can do in the West Coast system. I don't think it means that you're not going to push the ball down the field. But it will be more underneath, quick timing type of routes as well. Yeah, and you can get explosive big plays out of that if you have the right playmakers. Absolutely. I'm excited to see, you know, how, how this is going to get executed and, you know, what how the accuracy and anticipation. But I've always, really not always, but the last two or three years, I've wanted to see them engineer ways to get really quick passing uh, plays 
uh, you know, happening to give Dak more easy targets to go to. It doesn't always have to be I'm going to make a full drop and look out into this deep route tree and try to figure out something and then gun it in a tight window. And that's been what they've asked Dak to do. And I think he can do some of that. But if you're making the defense worry about that quick strike passing game and they ignore it, then you just take your six yards and move on and, you know, use that that short passing game as an extension of, of the run game. So I'm really excited to see and, and, and really optimistic uh, in, in believing that that, uh, you know, should make this Cowboys offense a little bit more efficient. We'll get to Bobby Belt here in two minutes. Mavericks are off tonight. Host the Pelicans tomorrow, assuming they can get into town, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're having issues. Struggles. Um, but I guess if they had to get a bus, they're not too far away. Side story, though, you remember that story last year where the 15-year-old girl was kidnapped from the final game of the regular season and taken to OKC? Yes. Scary story. Well, they found the guy who did it, mm. and they arrested him. And uh, he'd lured her away from her seats on, on social media. Apparently, he'd been chatting with her just like every dad's uh, nightmare, every girl dad's nightmare. Talked her into leaving and, you know, had a, a rendezvous set up. And, and, and the next thing you know, she was at the game with her dad, and, and then she was gone. You know, and it turned into an absolute nightmare for her. And, you know, I, I guess that's a good end of the story, at least uh, one less bad guy out there trying to pull off crimes like that. Huge night for LeBron, though. Had his first triple-double of the season. The Lakers beat the Knicks, and he passed Mark Jackson and former Mavs Steve Nash to fourth on the all-time assist list. It's just insane. He, he's going to end up number two and three, or number number three in assists, I think, and number one in points here. In uh, some, uh, you know, by by the time he's all, it's all said and done, I guess he's 89 points from Jabbar, and he'd be scheduled to do it next Tuesday or Thursday at home in LA against the Thunder or the Bucks. Is that a story you guys are going to be paying attention to? And as history is made, I, I can't believe somebody's actually going to pass Jabbar. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like uh, you know with Tom Brady too, longevity, you know, but production for all that longevity. It, like yeah. this guy is. You know, we kind of talk about, you know, when's when's the end for him? And, you know, they're actually on the NBA network right now. They're showing a replay of the game from last night. And, you know, just during the breaks watching him play, it just doesn't look like much slowdown with him. You know, yeah, do it you really, think really he's overlooked in the best player discussion. Oh, or is he is he legitimately slowed down? I think, I think he should get a little bit more talk than we get. I, I think he should get a little bit more talk than he's get because, like yeah. I said, I mean, you know, you're watching the last, uh, you know, they're into the fourth of this game, and, like, he is he is one of the reasons why that they're, like, these the Lakers are, are hanging in this game. I mean, he's yeah. still fast as F. Oh, yeah. He's still making plays. Absolutely. Still knocking down shots. All righty. It's time now for Bobby Bell to join us here. Uh, Bobby, where do we start unpacking all of these storylines <laughs> that have been developing? I guess we start with the official thing, a new offensive line coach here, Mike Solari, who worked for Landry in 87 and 88. That's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, nothing <laughs> says uh, let's come into the modern era like, hey, this guy worked uh, with Tom Landry for two years. Uh, and I uh, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm joking, but uh, well, the West you know, Coast was a young man. Rise to power in the yeah, 80s. he was a young man it's back then. A long time ago, this man yeah. worked for the Cowboys before I was born, guys. That's a long time. I ago. I think his background—he was might be at Stanford, though. I think he. I think that's where I got to look this up. Where all his coach Bill Walsh too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's where he got his uh, legend. Yeah, got his. Here's, idea. here's I just I, I always have reservations about a couple things, and I've I asked a couple people who know him and and are familiar with him and. They all were, you know, I, I didn't get any, like, he's the best offensive line coach ever or anything like that. I got, you know, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a decent coach. Uh, he'll, he'll do a good job. 
Um, but it, it wasn't like, man, the Cowboys just, they got one of the best coaches in the NFL. They got, Mike, um, they and got another so, Mike friend. Well, yeah. Well, like just gives me pause a little bit is like, okay, is this, uh, you know, is this, is this guy who's, who's past his prime potentially who was just given a favor again? Cause he's been out of the league for a year. His, his last stop in Seattle when he got let go, uh, there, there was this discussion from the Seahawks about like, well, I mean, something had to change. Something had to change with this offensive line. And he was the – it's similar to the way we're all talking about the, the offense situation here in Dallas right now, about, well, something needs to change. And he was the something in Seattle. And we know how uh, bad those offensive lines were for several years and with, that Russell Wilson was passing behind. And so, um, you know, it, it, can, it can work out well. He's, he's got better tools here, I'm sure, than he had in Seattle. Um, and like I said, I, I didn't have anybody tell me he's a bad coach. I didn't have anybody tell me he's, he's one of the best. It was just kind of, you know, Oh, he's, he's a good coach. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll do the job just fine. Um, but like I say, I always just get a little pause when it's like, okay, are we, are we recycling somebody who was halfway to the beach, you know, who, who was already a year out of the league and, and has been around for, for a while and, and maybe looking to the door eventually. You know, a lot of stuff was tweeted and reported today, but the most fun thing, we, we just talked about it a few minutes ago, is, is Clarence Hill was on with us and, and said he's picking up that maybe the Cowboys will be more up for going for, you know, star players in, in free agency because of what's been happening in the NFC. Do you really believe we could see that develop this offseason? Uh, that'd be a big pivot, wouldn't it, Bob? It would be because, um, I mean, they are – I, I've got the numbers this summer. In fact, I'll try to find that we're, we're sitting here chatting. But, um, no, they – I'll believe it when I see it, I guess, is, is the thing for me. Um, I, I mean, I think that they they need to be more willing to do this sort of thing. And they've, they, they've got to start investing more money in guys who are outside the building because it's something that's worked for most every Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, over the last decade. I was – I did some research a couple of years ago, and I think this still holds true. I'd have to look. Um, but there was a stretch there of about seven years, I think, where the Super Bowl champion had given out more guaranteed money to an outside free agent, just one, the offseason before, than the Cowboys had given to their entire outside free agent class. And so it's like, okay, well, every other Super Bowl champion is spending more on at least one guy to come from the outside, then you're spending on the entire group of players that you're putting from the outside. From 2000, I think it was 2012 to 2019, the most guaranteed money they gave to an outside free agent over the course of like six, seven years was Cedric Thornton. They gave him $9 million guaranteed. And it's just, I, I, I don't know that I, I see a radical departure from that. In fact, the one time they kind of started spending a little bit, and it wasn't even radical spending, was 2020 when they spent uh, I think 25 million in in total guarantees, uh, or no, it was 32 million in total guarantees, and 23 million of it was gone by the bye week. They had already released it and moved on from it. Guys like uh, Daryl Worley, Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, um, and so I, I think they they have had a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy the last time they spent, and I, I don't know that I trust, especially if they're talking about let's keep Tyron, let's keep Zeke, two of the bigger potential cap savings you could have. I, I don't know how much they're actually going to play in those waters, but I, I like the, the thought that they would. I like the fact that they'll at least intimate that, but I'll believe it when I see it. You buying the uh, let's keep Zeke talk. Chill seemed to be a little bit hesitant on that one with Skip Pete departing. I'm buying that they would like to have him here under certain circumstances. And I'm buying that Zeke would like to be here under certain circumstances 
I just don't know that it, that matches up. Their, their numbers match up. And it's similar to Von Miller saying, hey, I'd like to be in Dallas. I'll give you a discount. And the Cowboys saying, we'd love to have you, Von Miller, and, and at our price, that'd be great. And then you find out that Von Miller's idea of a discount and what the Cowboys think of as a discount is like $7 million a year apart. And so I, I think that that's what is, is at hand here, is that they both would like to see it work out, but realistically where their numbers are probably going to be, what type of role they're envisioning, I would guess it's not going to come to fruition, um, but it's, you know, you know, never say never. I think Zeke really loves being a cowboy, and I think the Cowboys clearly have an affinity for Zeke and what he's meant. Um, and so it's, it's not impossible, but it's, it is something that I think it's trending towards his time running out. Bobby, this, uh, we were talking about this earlier, just kind of giving awards to the Cowboys, you know, like MVPs and stuff like that. Who is the who is the offensive MVP on this team? Lamb, probably. Um, I, I mean, you could you could throw Pollard in there too, um, but I, I mean, probably CD Lamb because friends, you know, that he was great with Dak in there, and and he helped you win some games without Dak in there. I mean, as much as he had issues early on in the game in Monday Night Football uh, with Cooper Rush against the Giants. He played like a madman in the second half, and I don't know that they win that game without him doing what he did. And so, um, you know, I, I think probably CeeDee Lamb is the most consistent um, high-level contributor that they had, but Pollard is in there too, so it would be one of those two. How about Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you, how, how strong of a of a pursuit will we see? <laughs> I I, I I got so much fatigue off of that that I was hoping it would just be dead. Um, obviously, I'm not in Mobile right now. I'm, I'm here in Dallas, so I need to find out who actually asked it so I can give them hell on the beat next time I see him. Like, which one of you brought Odell Beckham back up again? Because I thought we were past this. I thought we moved on. But, um, you know, there, Jerry Jerry clearly had a, a, a deep – deep love for the idea of Odell Beckham in a Cowboys uniform so much so that he was willing to, it seemed like get a deal done without any guarantee that he'd ever be ready to play like, like during, during this season. And uh, he was willing to take that leap just because he is so in love with the idea of what he could be in the, in the Cowboys uniform and then the magnetism from that. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely possible. Always, always keep it open. Uh, and Odell, I think, would would like to be here again. It would probably come down to: is the money going to make sense for both people, and and are they going to feel better about his medicals in you know a month or two than they did previously? What about uh, Dak? Are you pumped to get those contract extensions started? You you know I am. I, I'm all for uh, anything to uh, make the cap look better. And to get out in advance of a deal instead of waiting, you know, what, uh, two more years and, you know, planking it up again where you end up spending a lot more money than you should have. And I think they've they've learned. Uh, Stephen has said, I think, on a couple different occasions, I think he said it with you guys at least two or three times, that one of his, his bigger regrets in recent years is, yeah, if we could go back, we'd probably get the DAC deal done earlier. Like it cost them more money than it should have. And routinely they have, you know, played cute a little bit and it ends up costing them more money than it should have. They did the same thing with Demarcus Lawrence. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think that if, if he's your guy and you don't want to get into quarterback purgatory or you don't want to know what the unknown is, which is often scarier than, than whatever people would have to say critically of Dak, then 
yeah, I think get get ahead of it, get it done, get an extension done, um, so that you're not paying through the nose when he's getting closer to being a free agent. Uh, make that cap number look a little bit friendlier for the next, uh, you know, the the short term, uh, and just put that out of your mind and, and start getting your books ready for other questions. Yeah, it's crazy how bad they messed it up. I mean, to think if they'd done that two years earlier, they could have thought about releasing him this off season. <laughs> you stop! What are you doing? Is it, you're, you're you're just you're you've been cooped up in in, in Sunnyvale. You're iced in, and you're just you're you're feeling but like I'm a wild sh- man today. I'm just trying Come to troll back. Just having some fun. <laughs> Pretty good troll. That was a that was a quality line. I Thank really you. do appreciate it. But yeah, it's uh, no. I think that uh, you know you could have you could have just gotten it done earlier and 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 felt better about it. Uh, but either way, it's it's going to be great. Um, because uh, Big Mike is going to call all That's the great right. plays, and hey, he's, he's going to light the world on fire, baby. How does Bobby. how does Dak feel about Killmore being gone? Is there any indication on that either way? Uh, I, I mean, I think that Dak is Dak recognizes the business, um, and and you know what all comes around that, and the fact that Killmore is ready to go, uh, I don't think that you know that would be anything where Dak would would feel bitter about that, but. Uh, actually, I would wonder a little bit more how he feels about Nussmeier going um, because he's he's always had a really good relationship with him. He's a fan of him. Um, and so I, I would think that one might be a little bit more actually difficult of a departure. Um, but in general, I think that Dak recognizes, hey, this is the way it goes. And, and you know, we just need to press on and, and do whatever we can to get better. And if that's Mike calling the offense, all right, let's give it a shot. Let's see if that fixes some of this. Going back real quick to getting ahead on that Dak deal, do you think that that's something that they're going to try and do here with C.D. Lamb and, and Diggs? I, um, I mean, you're, you you can't really get ahead of it with Diggs. Like, it's here. Like, you either do it now or you let him get to free agency. Uh, Lamb, I think that him. they would – I th- yeah, they could, they could do that. I, I think Lamb, they would like to – I would imagine they'll probably try to work something out – at some point before training camp. Um, the guys that they're really committed to, hey, they're here for the long term. Uh, guys like, you know, look at the offensive line. When Tyron, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, like they got those guys done, uh, you know, usually around July, like right before training camp or, or very early into training camp, we get them done uh, very early in the process of them being eligible to sign an extension. So I'd imagine that would be their approach as well with CeeDee Lamb, especially with the explosion we keep seeing at the wide receiver position in terms of how salaries keep going up. Um, so I think that's how they would address that one. Diggs, I'm not as sure about. Um, they may try to get him done now uh, if, it, if it makes sense for him or – uh, I could easily see them just going, hey, let's play this thing out, and, and we can tag him and, and control him after that. Bobby, which one, do you, as we, you know, in the final minute or so, which one do you feel like that we're going to, it's going to be the toughest one for them to get done between Diggs and, and, and Lamb? Diggs, probably. Is that the um, one we're going think... to be, we're going to be you know, just wringing our hands over that whole thing? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Lamb is an easier evaluation where, uh, I, I mean, you can take a look at his agent, Tory Dandy at CAA. He's, you know, negotiated several receiver contracts, including Debo Samuel and Mike Williams uh, recently. And so I think they have a good idea of framework of, okay, with cap expansion, all right, multiply, you know, uh, take the percentage raise of the cap, apply that to, CD as a free agent, look at the market. I think they can come to a figure pretty easy uh, to get that done. 
Uh, Diggs will be the one where there's probably going to be a little bit more negotiating and, and a little bit more of a wrestling over, okay, where exactly do you slot in? But, I mean, Will McClay told us last year at training camp, he said, you know, when we asked him about some of the PFF discussion about Diggs and stuff, he, he laughed it off. He called it clickbait and said, no, Diggs is absolutely elite. So, I mean, I guess the agents can just kind of go in there with that quote from Will and say, all right, uh, time to show us you think he's elite. Yes, sir. Big old elite corner. Thank you so much, Wolcha, uh, uh, Bobby. Anything else? We'll let you go. Yeah, thank you to Wolchuk too. I uh, love you all. Doing love some great too. work over there, Zach. You really Appreciate are, you, man. <laughs> it is time now for LA Live with Lucius Alexander. Here he is, LA. Let's see what I got for you, boys. Let me line this up right here. What lined up at first? Okay, uh, we have headlines and a fart dropped in the middle of a fight right after Rick. <laughs> Hello, Hello, cheese squares. Welcome back, Joe Burrow. We marched it downfield. <laughs> I, I thought we could have been closer. That's <laughs> me. Shout out to the great Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Oh, uh, let me see if I got myself here. Got this out the way for you. Get this out the way for you. All right, LA Live is February 1st, 2023. I had a movie recommendation I thought I was going to give to you fellas. It started off real good. Uh, it's called The Menu. It's on oh, a, yes. It's on HBO Max. Yes. You didn't like it? I, I thought it was good. Well, well, here's the thing mm, uh, I made a crazy. fire. Yeah. I made a fire because it was cold. Uh, I turned on the LED lights because I'm in my boom boom room. Mm-hmm. I had some chicken paprika, uh, a big bowl of it, and I watched the movie for a good 45 minutes and then oh, no. <laughs> fell asleep on those muscly thighs of hers. <laughs> so I'll try to watch it tonight to give you guys a recommendation to see if Let it's good. Let me know what you think. But it started off pretty fire. You seen it? Yeah, I thought okay. it was good. I also started watching uh, the show Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Okay. Interesting. A couple episodes in. Interesting. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll report back. I appreciate it. Speaking of reports, it seems like it's raining again out there. Uh, is this rain going to stick? Is this going to be... I'm going to slide everywhere when I get home? Uh, they, or trying to get home? Yeah. You what what so? vehicle are you in today? <laughs> I'm, in a, just goes, yeah. I'm in the Honda CRV again because oh. it worked great yesterday. Uh, good luck. And is that you're just, it's, you're just not, so. not changing things? I'm not. I didn't feel like putting any gas in the truck. and It's, it's too weird. I didn't want to warm it up. But, yeah, uh, classic weather report right here. Check this out. Untrained meteorologists reporting on the snow. I mean, it's in the streets. He fell down right there, slid on some ice. <laughs> Poor fellow. I almost biffed it uh, letting the dogs out this morning because yesterday it was all slushy and mushy, and yeah. last night that it just all yeah. froze over. Yes. So I stepped out onto there all quick and went, whoop, got squirrely. Yeah, mm-hmm. be careful out here, brother. Uh, what is the weirdest thing a house guest has done at your house? Is the question for the Tolos today. I asked this on Instagram and Facebook. Weirdest thing a house guest has ever done at your house? Let's see. Uh, started started to juggle dinner plates. Ooh, is one. There you okay. go. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, another guy said made a pass at my wife. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Must have been Dwayne Caraway and John <laughs> Wiley Price. Uh, let's see what else. Couple that was staying with us for a few days rearranged our furniture. That oh, would wow. be strange. That's oh, I mean, they were married. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That'd bold. Be 
<laughs> God. I thought you could use our help over here. Yeah. Clearly, it would go better like this. The Fon Shui is just not hitting me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Guy on the couch had one of his socks off and was scratching his dry skin on my furniture. Mm. No. Man, it was comfortable. That's weird. Uh, somebody was body bumping in my bed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that in other people's beds, but yeah. it's weird. It's a wild party. Uh, a friend came over, opened up my freezer, <laughs> took out ice cream, uh, put scoops into his bowl, and went to the living room. Feeling comfortable. Hey. I did have a, a friend that just went in there, picked out a frozen pizza, and then put it in the oven and made it for him. Shout out to that friend. Don't ever tell me, hey, man, make, make yourself at home. Yeah, and yeah. then don't make yourself at I'm home. I'm going to make a damn sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I just said, all right, whatever, I had, man. I had, I had a guest one time uh, discipline my son. <gasps> oh. Yeah, like not 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 physical, but say something, and I and I I looked at him and I go, you need to kind of pack up and go home. Yeah, you know, you need to leave. There, let me let me let me get online and find you a hotel. Wow. But he said something to Bennett, and I'm like, you're not his dad, you know? Why are you? Why? But when when he said that, I I did. I said, you need to get your s and get out of here. You're not my dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious, bro. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I would allow somebody to do something like that. No, like some fighting. It's no. gonna be some choking, some yeah, slamming. Yeah. Talking about moving furniture around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, caught someone trying to steal a VHS copy of I Am Sam. <laughs> oh. It's a weird, weird one to steal. It really is. Yeah, I thought maybe it was like a tape that they'd made that you kind of left in the area, you know. Oh, that movie weird. must have been hidden. What's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? Mooned my neighbors. Mm. <laughs> That's wow. That is pretty funny. Uh, not knowing the shower curtain liner needs to be on the inside of inside, the tub when inside. taking a shower. Oh, oh, no. A lot of water on yeah. the ground, yeah. I like this. 254 walked in on a guest who had her husband tied up in a chair. They were playing bondage games. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> hope you turn right back around for some breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> it's it's just Tuesday. Don't worry, Clark. <laughs> nice. We'll be right down. <laughs> all right, man. If you guys see anything on the fan text, uh, don't dinner. be afraid to read it. I'm going to keep it all moving right here. G, back of the day, we do it every day on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there on the social medias, hit me up. I love going through what you guys send me actually it's real fun uh rg back of the day winner right here is head coach of lsu's girls basketball program she heard a freestyle from guard flaja Fla- flaje crap flojay flajay flajay johnson miss johnson yeah miss johnson. <laughs> i don't pronounce it right either so i'm not even gonna, i'm not even yeah. gonna attempt yeah. my school and i don't even try it yeah. well flajay dropped the freestyle about her coach and then they asked the coach about the freestyle in the post game and coach loves the freestyle kim mulkey here no we go cap. okay y'all know what no cap means no cap do y'all know what no cap means i did it the young people know what's going on she had to teach me I did. Do y'all know what freestyle is? Yes. You do? Yes. Jim? Jim? See? I'm not honest. Jim? Jim Hawthorne. Freestyle oh, is when Jim. she just right now starts. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you making up a song? It's not called that, Coach. It's freestyle. And she has one now with my name in it, so she's going to get more minutes. Okay? You really, You really don't know. <laughs> how much effort and time this kid puts into basketball on top of what she goes back. If you ever go to her room, it's like a studio. Yeah. 
good for you, coach. Multi-talented lady there. Yeah. She might regret the hell out of that. She's out playing out the whole state. damn game. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor coach. Have you fellas seen Barstool Sports rough and rowdy boxing West, at all? From West, it's usually from West Virginia, isn't it? and it, would they go and do it? The first time I ever saw it, it was in it's, West Virginia. It's a good time, man. Yeah. yeah it. It's wild. It's the world's wildest amateur fights, as yeah. they call themselves. Yeah. They have dwarfs, uh, <laughs> ex-wrestlers, uh, women's. Uh, ring girls with G-strings on. Yes. So make sure the family, or you've had a talk with your kids or something before. Yeah. I'm uh, sold. <laughs> it's my favorite game. I think Pac-Man Jones got beat up in one of these fights. Wow. Uh, it's like street fights with gloves. I enjoyed yeah. that. It's kind of uncomfortable to watch. It's on YouTube. You're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna somebody got to stop this. Get that man out of there. <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> they, they, don't they don't, bro. They, they don't. don't stop it at all. No. And the broadcasters remind me of Zach and Eric so much. They do. I don't know why, but they do. They're just goofy like that. Uh, so there was a guy named The Real Deal. He had a fight, beat up somebody. But during the fight, my man farted. You know, a lot of physical exertion that happens, yeah, and you yeah. end up farting, right? A lot of stress, Possible. strain. Yeah, but yeah. listen to how everyone reacted to the fart. And this is why I say these fools are Zach and Eric. Mm. Also, I think the real deal farted in he the corner because it smells so bad. It smells so bad. I think somebody <laughs> their pants in that fight. No, the real deal just wa I watched it. He, he beat his ass, then he walked over to the corner. He, he like kind of sat back and he just let one rip right in our mouth. Uh, did you fart in the ring, man? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Bro, it still stinks over there. What did you eat? I don't even know. Yes, you do. <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> so, hey, fart some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Plus me. Uh, yeah, his fight or fart kicked in. Fight or fart. That's amazing. Fight or fart. fart. Yeah. Yeah, you can catch that on YouTube. Uh, Barstool Sports Rough and Rowdy. It's kind of uncomfortable, but it's really cool to watch because they are fighting. They aces up. People getting beat up for real, for real. And they don't know how to fight. They're just fighting. Yeah, they, they pitch. They show up and go they, at they, it. They do. Yeah. They stir yeah. it up, though. There's a lot of pre-fight stir. And they I've seen it before where the Barstool people actually fight. Yes. Like they oh. in the in the the podcast hosts. Yeah, they're like, listen, they have a problem with a guy. <laughs> Wait, for they, real? Yes, they yeah. bring, they they they. That's like the Navy. Yeah. When we had problems with somebody every yeah, Friday. We can have a Friday Friday night fight. So if he agrees to go ahead, put on the headgear and get yeah. beat up by you. <laughs> That's amazing. Gloves? Yeah, gloves and all, man. Gloves and headgear. Yeah, yeah, it's good. it gets intense too. Yeah. I told you to clean up. What's your name up? You got yeah. the barracks always looking dirty. Catch <laughs> me fighting, bro. I got some more headlines for you before we get out of here, real quick. All right. Uh, Maryland, there's a four-day work week that might be coming to Maryland. Maryland lawmakers introduced a bill that would incentivize employers to adopt a four-day work week. Yes. Employers who participate will receive a tax credit, and uh, employee pay will remain the same. You're working 32 hours, people, but the same pay. How about that? Set it to increase work morale and productivity, which I believe. I'm here for this moment. I mean, this movement right here. Yes. Um, they also do it in the government that's real close they, to America. 100% they yeah. do. Yeah, they figure that out. It's hard to better yourself with two hours yeah. of free time before you go to bed. Yep. <laughs> it's really, it's it is. hard. It is. So my people in Baltimore, Merlin, do not have to work so hard. Baltimore, excuse me. Baltimore, Merlin won't have to work so hard. This guy has side hustles. He's walking through the streets with like a whole lot of flashy fly clothes on hangers trying yeah. to sell them. Listen to this. How much they is? These are 30, these are 20. Oh, okay. Turn them around. I'll give you a deal though, I'll give you cheaper 40. For real? 
It ain't real. I just stole a lot of uh. <laughs> yeah, I just stole. I mean, uh. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. for ten bucks, actually, ma'am. She stole on himself. It's <laughs> amazing. She, if, she was interested. Stolen. She was interested. She was interested. She was interested. She was. T. I got T for forty. Yeah. T. Another headline before I go, dog. Uh, new brain implant allows you to use your social media t- with your mind. It's a company called Precision Neuroscience is making a brain implant. They, they're claiming they're going to make it safer, smarter, and reversible. Okay, oh, perfect to know. I'm in on this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm in on that, but I have seen those Ray-Ban glasses. It's like whatever you're looking at, you can take a photo of it and upload it. I don't know how you edit the photo or anything like that, but I guess it's just a live photo. I kind of want those. Uh, Father's Day coming up pretty soon. Anybody listening to me that know me. Got you. You know, that I pay for and all that other stuff. What are, nice I, to get I, I, I want to see, see your pictures. I want to see what you're looking at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Alright, guys. I'll see y'all tomorrow. I gotta go. We got a National Signing Day super segment for college football coming up. Right, Woolchuck? Yeah, we got National Signing Day. Who are the big winners? And uh, Urban Meyer is talking about the best schools to get a head coaching job at and more next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 